Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Morning, mate. How are you? Very well, thanks, Dee. How are you traveling, my friend? Mate, I'm actually very... I'm in a lot of pain this morning. Uh, my back is killing me. I got a nice big corky in my hip yesterday, so the whole left side of my body doesn't work today. So it's been a long night, to say the least, but always excited to be recording. But how are you, mate? You're back. Uh, I'm back, yes. I was just going to say, mate, uh, the pain in the hip, I'm sure, is all worth it when you're 4-0 for the QT Bears. So, yeah, mate, I'm back, back in the state. I'm sure those who follow me on Instagram were following my documentation of my traveling journey. I went up on a little road trip, which was good, mate. So, just went up to Sydney and, yeah, chilled out, mate. But, yeah, feeling nice and refreshed. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Well, that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. Doss was away. And um, this week, it's just the two of us. And then uh, we've got someone booked in for for this week and then we'll continue our interviews but today mate today's topic is a little bit based around your trip and a few other areas that we've been meaning to talk about for a little while so what's today's topic all about me going away it's only a small part of this but it it kind of fitted in beautifully which was why like being comfortable with being independent and being being on your own whether that be that doesn't mean necessarily being single or anything like that It, it could just mean being comfortable with being in your own skin and being comfortable with being out in public without i guess the fear of judgment from everyone else yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. like i'm really excited about this one because we're going to talk we'll touch on your trip a little bit some of the other topics we have is just you know why is it so uncomfortable to be on our own we we'll sort of touch on relationships and friends and then why we should be spending more time with as you put it me myself and i which i'm really looking forward to and of course we always touch on a few of our uh, personal experiences that the listeners love so um uh, well i was just gonna say that's kind of nice mate we're uh it feels like the good old days we've got uh we've got a topic set up and we're gonna go all in dos and d style because obviously the last probably three four months it's been more the interview route which we love and we're really excited but you know today is a good little opportunity to to hear our own voices as we love to, to hear them. Exactly right, mate. Exactly right. So, um, let's. well, I wrote this at the start. It's just, a, again, like sometimes I just jot a few notes down. It doesn't really mean anything in particular. It's just to get the theme going. So, I just wrote, we are social beings and a lot of our course is determined on who influences us and who we are surrounded by. It's difficult to get balance right between being solo and being social. So, that sort of ties into what we're going to talk about today. So, let's get into our normal bullet points as we used to in the uh, good old days as you, you mentioned us so why is it uncomfortable to be on our own oh mate there's plenty of reasons I, I think one of the biggest factors for myself personally it's it's fear of judgment it's fear of judgment of what everyone else is thinking and really i was saying this to a mate last week we think everyone is thinking about us all the time and yeah. uh, it's 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 not harsh but I, I, it's it is reality is no one cares about you as much as you care about yourself. You know, not, not everyone's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. So, but unfortunately, that's not the way our, our minds work. So, you know, I'm trying to get better at this, but when I'm on my own as such, you know, out in a public situation or 
at an event or whatever it is, being comfortable with standing on your own for a couple of minutes or not being able to look at your phone, which, you know, we could probably dive into being on your own and not jumping on your phone. You know, we've both experienced that over the last couple of months. Worked out quite well for you one night when you tried that. <laughs> it did, it did, it did. Yeah, we, we won't say any more there. But <laughs> I guess what society defines success is being with a companion, not necessarily um, romantically, but it could be friendships as well. So it's all right, success is someone who is popular, who has lots of people around them, married, kids, that kind of thing. But then being on your own, is that looked at like, and this is probably a bit of a stigma is, oh, people on their own are a bit weird. Or people, on, why, why, why are they on their own? There's something wrong with them. Do you agree with that? Yeah, totally, mate. It's actually something I listened to a lot about a while ago, which was to do with like social psychology. And the whole reason why we sort of think like that is that people on their own to have been in the past outcast, right? And people on their own, we always link people that are on their own as people that are potentially dangerous or bad. So you think of serial killers. Serial killers always are by themselves. They're not surrounded by people. They do everything on their own. So that's just one example of why we sort of always, we're always hesitant when people on their own, like people are homeless by themselves. There's always something that, you know, it doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel quite natural and could be potentially dangerous. So that's one of the reasons why I think we just naturally think in such a way when someone's on their own, like imagine when you're at a social gathering, people have to, people that arrive on their own, they have to justify that they're safe to everybody else in the room before they can interact mm. normally. That's something that's sort of a big study area. It's, it's probably also, it's trust. You know, it's how, yeah, all, trust. Tr- you know, like I'll, I'm not going to trust oh, I won't trust a person unless there is some, maybe, and we're judging externally, there's some external factors that are that are stopping us from trusting this person because they aren't with someone else. So, you know, why are they by, the, by themselves? That's the questioning there. It all comes down to trust. Yeah, 100%. There's no predetermining reason why we can trust them. There's no reason, nobody knows them, nobody knows who they are, so they could be anybody. They, why are they here? It's suspicious type of thinking. But like you said, like I always like to use a gym analogy and it's for anyone that's ever started the gym, it's always a daunting experience and you think that everyone's going to be looking and judging at you. But as you go to the gym and you get more experience, you realize very quickly, all I care about is myself. I'm here for me. Uh, it's, a, it's a place where you truly do only care about yourself. There's a lot of vanity <laughs> involved. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So, and that's the thing. You're looking at yourself. You're always zeroing it on you and nobody else really cares that much. If there's judgment, it's, it's a one second thing and then people move on. So, you know, it's, it's really getting out of your own head. Like I've got here, being on your own for a long period of time is difficult. And I've touched on this on the podcast before, but when you're working long days by yourself and you're not listening to music or you're not listening to a podcast and you're doing a, a job. So imagine if you're working in a factory and you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, you don't, you're not thinking. It can be scary being on your own. Like your thoughts can be can cause a lot of anxiety. For me personally, when I'm doing that kind of job that's repetitive and tedious over and over again, all I can think about is everything else I need to do, which I can't do in that moment. Mm. So for example, answering emails, getting home, finishing work, getting to footy training, and then just like just all the everyday things that shouldn't be stressful suddenly pile up because you can't actually work towards it. So, you know, getting in your own head when you're on your when you're by yourself is something that I find can be quite challenging. What about yourself? Yeah. Well, that's obviously isolation. I, I, I obviously see there's benefits to being on your own, but you know, also like even that instance, like that's probably more of a negative is, you know, you can get lost in your thoughts. You can, I guess your mind can wander and 
and it can end up down a pretty deep and dark rabbit hole, which, which is why I see the importance of, you know, like you would when you're in the gym, you are training yourself to get to a certain, a certain goal. You need to train your mind to be able to fight being on its own. It needs to be able to survive. Basically we come into the world via self. We die via self. We have to be able to be with ourselves as much as anyone else in the world, because we are only in reality. We come into the world on our own. We leave on our own while we're here. Be able to master being on your own because it's the truth. Like you, you are, you can only control yourself. It's such a strong point. Uh, I know my auntie who listens to the podcast, she'll love the shout out. She talks all the time about strengthening your mind, strengthening your brain. It's so important. I mean, your brain itself is the most powerful part of your body that we all possess that has obviously the most power. And most of us look after our health. Most of us go to the gym. We work on our body. We work on different areas, but how many of us are actually working on our mind. And there's many ways to do that. Some people seek therapy, some people seek meditation or breathing or all that kind of stuff, which is all, you know, whatever works for you. But yeah, it's something that you're right. You have to master because you can turn that time of isolation into the biggest positive ever. And I feel like I'm slowly getting better at that. I'm not going to say I'm great, but there's times where I just need an hour by myself to think and I feel productive and I, and I come up with more creative ideas and ideas even for us, like our podcast or ideas for other areas of my life that I can work towards. And they can be really beneficial. And if you can master that, and I want to get better at that, I feel like it's just going to be a huge advantage moving forward. I totally agree, mate. And, and I guess that leads into the next dot point, which is prioritizing yourself. And for me, I had to do that. You know, I've just gotten back from 10 days away. And really, I'm not a person that necessarily enjoys being by themselves i'm not i'm the first to admit i'm the social butterfly i like being around my friends i feel like i've always struggled with with my own thoughts and and being on my own Uh, my mind wanders and being someone with anxiety that's that's not great but i I really want to improve that and get better at that And, and we can probably touch on this a bit later but you know even recently and i don't want to go into too much detail but you know recently split from my ex partner and being on my own now that was a big Part of it for me was, you know what, I haven't spent time by myself before. And I think it's really crucial and important that we do learn to be with ourselves because you don't really know what else is going on in your mind when you're constantly being distracted by all the external factors. You're not actually sitting with what's really inside of you. And I'm not saying go, I've gone and eliminated any every relationship and friendship that I've got in my life so I can be with myself. No, that's not, you don't have to do that. That's not right at all. You can still work on yourself and being in a relationship. I'm not saying that at all. But for me, with what's unfolded, going away and doing this 10 days, you know, I had a a friend's wedding up on the Central Coast. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to take a couple of weeks off work and drive up and just spend it on, spend that time on my own. And boy, was it hard at times. It was fucking hard at times. I I was messaging, you you know, you, you can preach to the choir here. You know, how many times do we jump on the phone? Um, yeah, well, but that was good. I mean, we just checked in. Look, I really admire that about you. I mean, we'll, you'll continue the story shortly, but that's something you've said for a while. You've actively wanted to get better at it. And you've said it even while you're with your partner going back a little while ago in terms of, you know, you want to work on yourself and leave the comfort zone. And, and I think that's huge, mate. I, that's something I love. I mean, for me personally, it's something I've always, you know, now I really crave it. I really crave leaving the comfort zone and because I've known that every time that I've felt that little bit of anxiety and a little bit of fear, you know, that flight or fight kind of response in your body, 
something great always comes that stays with you forever. And it just excites me even talking about it. And for me personally, like I was always as a teenager, I felt that I liked a lot of time on my own. And my friends used to get a little bit annoyed at me because I didn't always want to hang out with my mates all the time or, or do things. Sometimes I really valued, even as a, as a fat teenager, just, just time by myself because I, I could, I had a good imagination. I could get lost with myself and be productive and have fun on my own. And that's translated into sort of later years of my life is, and funny enough, mate, the more that I went away by myself, the more extroverted I actually became. But let's go back to your story. Keep talking about where you were at when you were, when you were away. Yeah, it's not too much of a story, but it's, it's just probably a good talking point around the topic. I guess probably from more of a, a personal struggle point of view, you know, this to me, it did seem a bit scary. I'd never traveled. I've traveled solo once and that was, I went, I actually went to, I've talked about it on here, went to America for a big personal development seminar, but I had a couple of people over there that I knew. And, but this to me, it was like, all right, I've, I've gone through a really, really big change in my life. Like something big has happened. I've just come out of a relationship of, you know, really nearly three years. And part of the reasoning why I needed this was, was for this opportunity to actually explore myself and really go all in on what Wade wants and what does he, he want his life to, to look like and be like, you know, and creating that. And the, probably the biggest thing I got out of having that time on my own was actually sitting down or, you know, besides being in the car, driving, you know, dos, blasting the tunes, you know, there was, there, was, there was plenty of singing and a few good podcasts along the way. I won't deny that. But it was the moments like, mate, I stopped at so many beaches and I just laid on the beach. I just was still. I tried to be as still as I possibly could be. Mm. And as difficult as that, that may sound, I was like, no, nah, you know what? Because if I can't be just completely still and with my, with my own self and my own thoughts, and my own body how can i help and care and encourage and be a good brother and be a good son be a good friend be a a mentor be a good leader and i and i've I've probably avoided being with myself for so long that has probably what has built up my anxiety my mental health struggles is not feeling comfortable within myself my lack of self-confidence in certain areas by going on this trip at times I was fucking scared in terms of walking into a pub and having dinner by myself. It might sound silly, but like I thought, no, that is something I've always been fearful of. Like, well, what's that person? I said it to you on the phone. I walked into a pub on one of my nights and there was a, a group of tradies sitting at a table and I saw them looking at me and kind of whispering. And I thought, Oh, and normally I would let my mind go into panic zone in my mind. I'm playing a story in my head of, Oh, they're saying I'm fat. They're saying oh, I look like a, a wanker. They're saying this. Oh, he's by himself. What a loser. Oh, he's got his backpack. What's in the backpack? I'm playing this story in my head. And I thought, nah, I'm letting all of that go. I'm not going to let that affect me because this is exactly why I, I wanted to do this trip was to grow and let those thoughts in my mind that are always coming in, let them, letting them go. Yeah, mate. No, I love it. And we'll touch a little bit more on some of those aspects later but i just have a quick question for you so tell us and tell the audience one thing tell us one of the most challenging moments you had by yourself and one of the most uplifting moments that you had yeah it's <laughs> i don't want to like be like i've gone for 10 days up up the coast like i haven't gone overseas for three months like <laughs> to europe 
Um, but, 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 but just before you answer, like for, for people, just to give people a little bit of context, it's something that you've always said you wanted to do, but you've always, I know, cause I've known you long enough that you've always he- been hesitant to do that. You would happily go on a 10 day trip up the coast with mates. You'd love that. Yeah. But to go on your, by yourself, cause I've done things for me. I've, I, I went, I mean, I've spoken about this on the podcast. I went to Sydney, you know, for my birthday, it was only Sydney's a one hour flight or two hour flight. I forget from where we are. It was only two nights. And for me, that's something small, but for other people to go, wow, like you didn't know anybody and you had to go. And I'm like, yeah, like it's just, it, for mm-hmm. me, it's easy, but for other people, it's not. So for people, think about it. Like if you're listening, think about how tough it is to actually spend all that time by yourself, just reflecting. So yeah. Tell us about one of your most challenging moments and one of the best moments you had. Uh, probably one of my most challenging, it was, and, and, th- and this probably leads a bit t- toward the, like, being on my own, like oh, I'll say the word romantically, but not being in a romantic relationship anymore. I'm having my mate's wedding. So that's the real main reason I went up there. So I've driven up, I booked an Airbnb where the wedding was. And, you know, I was super excited. I was really excited for it. But really, I didn't know anyone at the wedding. And I was a bit anxious and nervous about that. You know, oh, I'm walking into this wedding and, you know, I don't really know anyone. Uh, but you know, like both of us, we've worked in events and networking and that's part of our job is, you know, uh, and I consider myself like, okay at that being able to just go up to a stranger and introduce myself and, mm. and not a worry. But I think because it was a wedding and I've just got out of a relationship, I, I, cop- I probably felt a bit vulnerable and not at my confident and, you know, real external exuberant self. Like I didn't feel that. Um, and I, I probably went into my shell a little bit at the beginning and, you know, everyone has a couple of drinks and relaxes and, you know, mates with everyone by the end of it. And I knew that was going to happen. And my friend, Owie, his wedding was, it was beautiful. I was so happy for him and his well, now bride April, but it was the next day, which was super challenging. I didn't have a big night on the drink. I like, I had a few drinks and that was it. So I wasn't even, you know, I didn't have that much. I wasn't hungover. Just having that alcohol in my system, waking up the next day and I've just witnessed the whole ceremony and night of love and romance and, and all of that picture books, storytelling kind of thing stuff. And I'm, I'm now got, I'm wake up in my Airbnb and I'm like, it just made me question everything that I've just been doing. Oh, I'm now by myself. I'm in a different state. I'm not relationship anymore. I'm on my own. What am I doing with myself? Mm. And I, I did, I got really scared for like for a while. And I spoke, I think I, I reached out to you. I reached out to a couple of other friends and it was almost like I wanted to just go back to where I was because that, that was the comfort. It was like, all right, I need to crawl back to what I know because that's going to make me feel comfortable and better. And then once I kind of pushed through that, I get back now and I'm like, thank God I didn't go back because you know, I was in that moment of vulnerability and sadness and loneliness, like, and they're the challenging and really hard times when you really want to latch on to what was and, and you can't because that, that's just, you know, that growth that I wanted and I do want, it, it just becomes further and further away when you keep looking back. Yeah, for sure. And something we talked about on the phone too is like, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, but it's embracing what you have right now in the present. Because like I've said to you, I mean, you know, you'll get that all one day. That's all coming. And that's something you can look forward to. You know, you'll get those moments. You'll have the, the things that you, I won't say it because it's, it's private conversation. Some of the things you said, but those things that you crave right yeah, now. Yeah I, yeah, I do want to play AFL. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, for example, like waking up to someone each day and going on those walks and those things you talked about. I mean, that, that will come in its own time. But now it's like, okay, we'll embrace the fact it's, it's a mindset shift of, okay, let's embrace the fact that 
you now have had the ability to go on a 10 day trip by yourself where in the past that probably wasn't always an option or felt like the right option to you because you had somebody to take care of or somebody that you were there with and would, you know, you're a team together. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's all to come and that's something to be excited for, but it's embracing the now. And, and that was say that that was say one of the harder bits, but you know what? The best bit about it was I'm on my own and I make my own decisions and whatever my day I want it to be, it can be that way because yeah. I have no one to go to fall back on. I have no one to work out. All right, what are we going to do? And this is mates or relationship. You know, I, I know people that have gone overseas together and they come back, you know, the friendship has become fractured because been a, a Europe trip of a couple of months and all of a sudden you've spent all that time together and now look what it's done. What no, mate, it? Cause I, I understand that because like, that's why I enjoyed my holiday so much. Um, the one that I, I won't go into it cause I've spoken about it enough, but yeah, we get it, mate. You've been to America. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, but that, that was a thing, not answering to anyone but myself. That's what was the great thing for me. I could just make my own decisions day by day. Didn't, didn't know where I was going to be the next day. And, that's something I really enjoyed and I got so much out of it and the, the growth that came from it is huge. So what about the best moment of your 10 days? I probably don't have a specific best moment. Uh, I like I caught up with some family friends, which they live in Malua Bay. So it's quite like very close to Bateman's Bay on the coast and stayed with them for a few nights, which is really, really nice. I loved that. But in terms of growth and like what was the best, best thing for me, it was stopping in little towns on the way up and on the way back. And forcing myself to go into, whether it was a market or go into a, a local shop and start conversation. I was a bit worried about it because I was like, oh, and I'll, it's not, you know, and I'll, and I'll openly share this, right? And this is something I, I said to someone the other day is this trip. And I don't even look at myself as, as a single person now. It's not about going and finding a girl. It's not about that at all. It's about being able to sit with myself and put myself in a situation where I'm, I'm, I'm so in love with myself and comfortable with myself and where I'm at that I don't care who walks past or what someone says or what anyone else thinks. It's not, I'm so happy in this moment with myself and I'm so in love with myself. And, you know, I, I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks because this is, this, I'm happy right now. So for me, in my mind as well, there was this expectation of, oh, well, I'm on this trip and I'm single. I should be going and talking to all these women that I walk past. And it's, that's not reality and that's not what I wanted to do. So, and I said to a friend, I was like, oh, I'm feeling this pressure to like go and talk to girls. And, and he just said, mate, do you want to? I said, no, I don't want to. Like, that's not what I want to do. I actually want to walk around and be by myself. Like that's, and he's like, well, who cares? Forget about that pressure and expectation. That was probably one of the other difficult things was like just feeling that, pressure of oh i should be going and trying to talk to women i don't even know why i'm talking about this but it's it comes back to wanting to grow and just be happy with being by myself yeah absolutely and it's funny what you say about confidence and being comfortable as well because that goes back to that whole thing we we're talking about earlier and we're talking about a person by themselves and how it could be seen deemed as dangerous or whatever but it's the same thing a confident person that's confident within themselves and walking around like there's a there's an air of people feel comfortable around that person versus someone who's walking around sheepishly and mm. and you know looks very timid and scared and that sort of suggests to people that they are up to no good that they're you know they're suspicious that's a better word yeah, yeah. and and that's the thing mate you grow with confidence over those days and then by the end of it you become a whole different person to day one versus day 10 
yeah, definitely. Well, how do you see it? Like in that situation, like while we're just briefly on that topic, and I know you're a taken man. Do you do you feel like there is a pressure on males, like say a single male or even a female? Do you feel like there is some type of pressure that they have to go out and talk to girls or talk to guys? Like I know it's not necessarily on the topic, but do you? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, uh, I think so for sure. Well, yes and no. It, dep- it depends where your values are at. I mean, if you're somebody that's that's looking for it, then I mean, if you're saying if you're saying okay, I got out of a relationship because it wasn't uh, I wasn't necessarily happy at the time or whatever, and it wasn't the right fit, and then you're searching for that right fit, then it feels like there's that pressure to do it, or you might get out of it, or you might be looking for spontaneity and fun, and okay, well, I need to speak to everybody to see where anything could lead. You know, you have the idea of there's an opportunity everywhere and, you know, you're excited to see where any prospect can go. But I don't know. I feel that like you can put that pressure on yourself. I mean, I used to, but the way I used to act for a little while, I I would never recommend that to anybody because it wasn't. You're a naughty boy, Daniel. I know. And and I I do not recommend. Actually, I will say, Doss asked me to coach him in this area the other day. (laughs) That's a joke. Doss is shaking his head. I'm only joking. Doss didn't ask me to coach him. Just a little joke, Doss. Relax. Well, well, I'm a bit annoyed at that because I've just preached to the choir that I don't want a girl. I've just said I'm not searching for it. And now you're going, oh, Doss has asked me to coach him. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, we're, but, not, we're not putting that in the podcast, mate. No, well, you know what? Because you said that, they'll, they'll get a little taste, but they know, they know we're joking. But yeah, mate, there can be that pressure. But there's so much, like we put pressure on ourselves for every area of our lives. I put pressure on myself to finish a book at the moment. I'm trying to do, a, not everyone will get this reference, but the boys will. I'm trying to do a Chris Finch and read a book a week. So that's external pressure too. And then you get to a point where <laughs> you get to a point where you stop enjoying the book because you're trying so hard to finish it. Or for me, I'm like trying to get all this life of independence up and running where I work for myself. So there's always pressure to grow and do things. And so, yeah, you can put that pressure on any area of your life. But what I will say, mate, and you've got this in the notes here. So there was a long time where I was out of all the boys that, you know, in our main friendship group, I was the only one that was single for the whole time. And yeah, we all had a laugh for a little while um, for, for, for many areas. There was a time where there was two uh, how, many, how many days was it? Yeah, exactly. There was that There was that running joke. And then there was an over-the-top joke as well. A bit too much. Yeah, but that's the thing. And you asked, like, what was it like? Did you feel uncomfortable? Did you feel like the odd one out? Because, you know, there'd be double dates with you guys. I'd just be sitting there chilling on my own and fifth wheeling, seventh wheeling, ninth wheeling, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's an interesting prospect, but that never put any pressure on me. It never actually, personally, I never it never made me want to find somebody. That was never the the goal because I was so comfortable in the way I was living and my lifestyle. And I've always just had this air of, and I know it's something that not everyone believes, but I just always believe things work out. And I know it sounds a bit airy, but I just, I just have this inner belief and confidence that things will work out exactly how it's supposed to. You're going to meet the right people you're supposed to meet in your life at the right time that will dictate the main course of your life. There's always going to be hurdles. There's always going to be bumps. You're always going to be tempted to go off the rails but inevitably you're going to come back to be in the exact place you're supposed to be. And having that belief instilled in me, and I think that's come from probably a Christian upbringing as well, to be fair. I think that's probably got a lot to do with it, but having that always deep within me has always made me confident that it's going to work out. Mm. Oh, mate, that's powerful. And yeah, you're right. It, it, can't, it, it is. It's, it comes from faith. It's like, all right, well, I, I have faith in whether it's the God or the universe or Aliens, I, I, or aliens, as 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 Daniel believes. But um, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I don't believe in aliens as gods. So let me put that out there. 
No, we're, we're both Christian men. We, you know, yeah. we're, 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 there's a big fella up there, but yeah. not an alien. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just having faith that everything is going to work out. And, and that is something I, I truly believe in as well, mate. And, but it is hard, you know, it's, it's hard to, to remind yourself that it will work out because, you know, there's going to be days and times where there's, you know, really tough challenges and, and you have to really, you know, when, when you are being and sitting with, with yourself and your feelings, whatever situation you are, um, you know, I, I, to be honest, like I, I think about, say, you know, a time when I've, even, you know, when you just feel homesick for like mm. even just a day or half a day, I, I even think back to when I was a kid and I'd go to another mate's house for a sleepover. You're laying in bed and I'm, I'm just thinking, I really want to be home right now. You know, I, I feel so out of my depth and out of my comfort zone. A bit different now. Slept in your bed the other night. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Woke me up twice. Uh, let me just quickly jump this. It woke me up in the middle of the night. Uh, explain the scenario. Me, Why are we in bed together, firstly? Uh, yeah, firstly, because I live by myself currently in, a, in close to the city. And Dos went... Actually, we both went to the footy on Friday night. And we're looking at moving in together shortly and setting up a studio. I don't know if I should have said that, but it's, it's on the cards. So we do a bit of house inspections on Saturday morning. Although, instead, we went to watch my sister play footy yesterday. And noticed Dos didn't come down to the Bear Cave to watch the Great D... Uh, run around but yeah so we stayed the night after the footy um and i've only got a big queen size bed so you know we just have to share and you know there's nothing weird about that we we both know where we sit we're both very comfortable in our heterosexuality and and by that we can just face the other way and sleep peacefully but dos wants of course to put on some background music for the night not music noise i should say and so of course uh will james slash joe richardson's wwe network is the only thing connected to my bloody playstation that that doesn't work either so the only time i ever turn the damn tv on is when dos is there so we put on a, uh, a pay-per-view, which is a wrestling pay-per-view. I think The Rock's versing Cena at WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm falling asleep because I was knackered and I had footy the next day. And Dos wakes me up to say, who's better looking, The Rock or John Cena? I'm just like, and I sort of just woke up and I'm just like, you know, when you're sort of a little bit drowsy, like yeah. you're not sure if it's a real question. I'm just like, I don't even think The Rock's that good looking. And I just fell straight back asleep. I didn't even, but I didn't know you were asleep. So you're facing the other way. I thought you were still, you know half awake but at least anyway. he wasn't snoring uh but yeah we did we did share a bed together where were we going with the where was i going oh well the mate sleepover when you are feeling a bit it, it is in those moments and you could be overseas or on a trip or you know just out of your comfort zone a little bit there's going to be those feelings of doubt and a, a bit of sadness and loneliness and, and just discomfort and it's for me i'm i've had lots of that i've had lots of it already and i'm gonna have more of that but what's you know instilled and ingrained and what i'm trying to really really believe and remind myself is that like what you said it's all going to be alright in the end you know it's all going to be alright you know they, and my mum has said it to me quite a few times going through this breakup this too shall pass you know yeah. mum has said that to me quite a few times because i'd come home from work just been thinking about thinking about that all day and feeling really shitty and mum just goes this this too shall pass mate it's gonna it's gonna pass yeah i love it i love it it's such a great quote that so many people um live by it's it's very yeah exactly right it's just having that faith that everything's gonna be okay and, and I, I remember you saying and I, this always stuck with me mate funny enough i don't want to reference around podcast but one of the early podcasts we did around anxiety and you spoke about your anxiety struggles at the time which we probably should do a recap episode sometime soon but you were talking about, you know, in those moments of panic attacks and, and heavy anxiety and, and feelings of stress is that, you know, the first step for you is to just tell yourself 
that everything's going to be okay. So it's coming back to that whole area of being grounded and present. Okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. That was always step one. You know, you say to yourself that I'm safe. And then from there you can start, okay, controlling, getting control back in your breathing, you know, step-by-step baby steps. And that's the whole, the whole thing, you know, on a bigger scale. So going back to the whole analogy I spoke about earlier of when, you know, you're, you're with yourself for a long time and you start thinking about everything you need to do. How can I systematically, firstly, everything's going to be okay. I know everything's going to work out how it's supposed to be. And then baby steps. Okay. So step one, I have to do this tonight and start ticking off a mental checklist of the things you need to do for that day or week or whatever, whatever situation it is. Do you think people, and this can mean like friendships or relationships, but do you, do you think some people get in the wrong friendships based on not wanting to sit in those feelings make those hard decisions in terms of no nah, i'm not gonna that they don't they don't connect with me that that isn't my type of person i'd hang out with but do you think people get involved with the wrong crowd because of not wanting to address you know those questions yeah a hundred percent i think i think a lot of people would especially to like i think of this i don't know why this popped in my head but imagine if you went to a country that didn't speak english and you had a broken language of whatever country that is you'd you would be so stressed and so worried that you would literally, the, the first person that could speak some kind of English or, or help you translate your broken X language, whatever you want to call it, you would just cling on to them because that's the first person that's giving you time of day. So, and that's out of fear. That comes, that would just come straight from fear. I don't even know where this analogy is coming from. No, but that, that's a really good analogy though, mate. Like it's like, you're going to latch on to the first, any type of normality that, you know, that, that connects with you on that level, like anything yeah. that, that is somewhat similar to, to what you've known and what you've been comfortable with, you're going to latch onto it, whether it's, you know, when you are traveling, like even for instance, I remember, yeah, being overseas, when, when you're changing cities on our family trip, we, we went to America and you're changing cities after a week and it takes a couple of days to get settled in the hotel because you've yeah. already been settled in the other one. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think that that translates back to when you're in kindergarten, like or primary school or high school, even whenever you move footy clubs, wherever you go that um, has new people and new surroundings, the people that give you care and show you around and they're, they're the people you just natch onto naturally. And I even, think even, 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 I'll, I'll, even Doss at this wedding, you know, for example, yeah. I got there and I saw someone that I, that I recognized. Um, that I'd been up to Sydney and seen my mate, and I recognised this person. I went up to him, and I think I said it. I said it to my mate Shane the other day. Him and his wife, you know, they clearly knew that I was on my own. So they even, uh, they even, I felt a bit. I didn't feel shit, but they kind of were like, "Yeah, come on, you know, follow us," you know. And I'm like, mate, they know I'm by myself. Like, they yeah, know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent, mate. So I think people do that. That's how people get into the wrong crowds with ease. Like you just latch on. So. And again, like if you're so uncomfortable with being on your, by yourself or at least being seen to be by yourself, even now, sometimes I'm not going to say it's perfect. Like there's times where you're uncomfortable when you're standing in a corner, even at a place that you know, and you're by yourself. So what's your natural reaction? Okay. I'll pick up my phone because mm. it's in my pocket. Yeah, well, it's right. On that, let's talk about that. And you know, we don't have to talk about the details, but our instances with, you know, we've obviously one of our favorite books, the resilience project and, you know, apart in that book, um, Hugh Van Kolenberg talks about how, you know, he was at a pub with a mate um, sitting at the bar. His mate went to the toilet and his first instinct, he didn't have his phone with him, did he? He didn't no. bring it. First instinct is pick up your phone because everyone's looking at me. And this comes back to my point, D, of no one's looking at you. Yeah. You're not as important as what everyone thinks. So when you're Unless sitting- you're very good looking. 
Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, very true. Like yourself, but you don't look like a. F- you're nothing but a fool. You, you don't look like a fool. You don't look like a fool. No one is looking at you. By getting out your phone, I've done it so many times out of fear of looking like an outcast, looking silly. Uh, I'm by myself. What alone? I'm sitting in a bar by myself for five minutes because my mate's at the toilet. And, and what happens? He, he ends up talking to the barman and the barman ends up explaining to him he's really been struggling with mental health. Mm, exactly. You know? And, and he ends up changing his life. So imagine if he had his phone on him and he picks his phone out of his pocket, doesn't have that conversation. That bloke um, who was behind the bar walked out of there feeling a better person because of that. Yeah, exactly right. We'll go, we'll go down that path shortly. But just, just yeah, I've, I've had those instances as well where I've done that same thing where you pretend you're on a phone call. I've been at the footy club before and, and strapped, strapped my foot that doesn't need to be strapped because in that moment, you don't want to be seen to be like, I don't, not ready to go outside and start training, but I'm not in a social mood, whatever. Um, and the phone thing is huge. I mean, the phone thing, we can relate newspapers, books, whatever. You can pretend you're reading or actually read or scroll through Facebook to, to just make yourself look like you're busy or important or doing something. But yeah, mate. I mean, and I know that we've both tried that before. I tried it only last week. Pippi, my sister organized a dinner for mum Ali, my other sister, Richard, mum's birthday, so we all went out for dinner. And and I and I thought I'd get I got there right on it was booked for six o'clock. I got there right on six, thinking, oh well, I'll be the last one in. Well, they were running 15 minutes late. So I went into this big, beautiful Italian restaurant in South Yarra, sat down, right in the middle of the room, smack bang in the middle of the room, big table, and there's six spare seats. It's like that episode of Friends where um one of them gets stood up on a date and they're sitting at you know you're nodding, you know what I'm talking about. And um, so there's, there's plenty of dates going on in the corner and business meetings and things going around. And I thought, you know what? I'm, Pippi said she's 15 minutes away with the rest of the family. And I thought, no, I'm not going to, just going to keep my phone in my pocket for 15 minutes. And it was bloody hard because you don't even know where to look. I don't want to be looking and looking like I'm staring at people. I don't want to be looking at the wall. How many times can I look at the specials menu? But, you know, it's funny. Like the waitresses and waiters come up and they just, they keep making conversation because they might sense that presence i don't know but and you've tried it as well talk about your experience yeah well like and this is probably more of a laugh this one but like it's spot on so we were we went to the soccer and we went out for a drink after it and melbourne city won the game three nil actually it was a good win yeah but we just went up swan street sat in a pub we were both sitting there having a drink and d i think you went up to the bar to get another drink and yeah, yeah yeah it was your it was your round yeah, I was just sitting there and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to get my phone out because I'm nah, I'm, I'm just same as you. I'm, I'm going to make a conscious decision here. And I just kept I just kept it in my pocket. And I literally, I might have looked like a creep, but I, I just kind of, I just embraced it. And I, I was just kind of smiling. And yeah. I just was just looking around and observing the room and observing everyone else, looking at the telly, just looking around. Like, well, we're just gazing the room, I guess you could say. And then uh, from that, like it caught the attention of like, you know, someone else. And then, you know, this group of people came over to the table and then we ended up, you know, having a, having a chat with them. Yeah, exactly right. It's a very PG way of putting it, Wade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, exactly right. I, I got back, here's my, here's my uh, this is for my eyes. So I go to the bar, get, get my lemon lime bitters as I wasn't drinking and Doss is, whatever Doss is drinking, I can't remember. And I come back and yeah, there's a, I won't say the word young, but there is a woman. <laughs> 
<laughs> with Doss and two of her mates. And then, yeah, we, we ended up chatting for most of the night and Doss had his fun. And um, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, mate, you always scare me when you go like that. I'm like, I feel like I've done something wrong. But you know, and another one, like one of our Got good him. friends and listens to our podcast, really good bloke, um, Miles Duggan. He'll love the shout out. He's gone to another level just with all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't even know how to define it. Just bettering yourself, I suppose. And him and I have been doing these walks lately where we meet on a Monday night or Wednesday night or whatever. And we've just walked for two or three hours and just talk and swap ideas and just build on things. And, and one thing he's so good at now, it's like he does not, he genuinely does not touch his phone. Like he always gets to the end of the night. He's like, yep, I just realized I haven't touched my phone for three hours. He's very present. And I'm, I don't touch it much, but I'll always probably get well, up. Well, you're, well, you're always touching it when, I, when I'm with you, uh, playing FIFA. It's always in hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can't play a game of FIFA without D on his phone. So. It's because it's, I, I could justify that, but there's no need to right on this platform. But um, yeah, no, exactly. And, and he's, so he's really good at that. And, I, and I'll put my hand up. I need to get better at, uh, at putting my phone away <laughs> amongst my friends and family. Mate, as we, as we start to draw towards the end of this podcast, because I do have, a, I do have to go walking with my sister today because of, of this damn golf ball-sized lump in my hip that I'm trying to walk out. Let's go to one of the final points you have here that you've written. And it's, and it's very simple. It's good for the listeners. Why should we be spending more time with me, myself, and I? So you kick us off. Yeah, mate. I like this bullet point. Me, myself, and I, it's, it's a good way of thinking about being on your own. You're with me, you're with myself, and you're with I. There's, it's only you. So I thought about this when I was driving home on my last day. My last night, I stayed in Lake Entrance and I packed the swag and had dinner at the pub, had a beer, and I was just journaling. I was, I was so happy in that moment. I was in front of a little fireplace. I had a beer and uh, you know, I just had some dinner. The footy was on. It was the VFL, mind you, uh, but still, footy's footy. I love the VFL. Yeah, I do love the VFL. And I was, and I was just journaling away and, and I had this sense of just, I don't know, I, I can't explain. I just felt really euphoric and I just felt great. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I need to be doing, I need to be dating myself more. I actually need mm. to be dating myself. I need to be taking myself out, doing the things that I want to be doing. And I guess where we're getting at this is why we do need to spend more time on ourselves. And one of the big factors and the big things for me is why I think I need to spend more time with myself and date myself more and give myself more time is I get, I'm going to get clearer on what I really want in life because I felt myself being dragged on my goals and my ambitions and the things that I want to achieve in my life. And when someone else, they're not necessarily controlling the way I'm going about uh, when I'm going after those things, those goals and ambitions. But when I'm on my own, it, my sole focus is on what I want. I'm not being drifted away and distracted by, you know, someone else's wants and needs, um, whether that be friends or, you know, relationship. It's me, myself and I. And it's given me time to actually reassess my goals and re-look at what I really want. Like, I, I'm on my own. I'm, I'm not on my phone. I'm not on my laptop. Like, it's actually what I really want. I'm not listening to anyone else's goals, what anyone else is trying to achieve. It's Right, what's going to make Doss happy? And by being by myself, I think that's just going to help with that so much more. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's very powerful what you just said. I mean, a lot, lot of the points that the other points you've written down here, we've already touched on in terms of you know lo- how can you love and care for other people if you don't love and care for yourself, and just the pure confidence and self esteem that it builds, the mental resilience and strength. Like these are all the words we've got written down. We've already sort of touched on throughout this podcast and one thing for me you know why it's so important is i get a better understanding of what what really is important in my life because suddenly 
when you're totally by yourself, there's no, no distractions around you. You get a real, your, the thoughts that are coming to your head are obviously people or situations that do mean something to you and are important to you because why else are they popping into your head? So I think you just get better clarity on, okay, where should I put my focus on? What's going to make me happy? You just said, what makes Dos happy? What makes D happy? You get better clarity in all those sort of areas. It, it just, I don't know. I just, I've always found being independent for a little while or just spending time with yourself. We've spoken about the negatives, but there's so many, so many positives that, you know, you can just do wonders for yourself and, and just get clarity on who you are as a person, where you're going, where you want to go, what drives you and, and where your time should be spent. The word clarity, spot on, mate. I don't know why we haven't used that earlier because it's exactly what it is. When you are on your own, there's no distractions. So you're gaining so much clarity on who, yeah, who you are. And I, I've had that, you know, in that recent trip and I, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, it might sound silly, but I can't wait to go and, you know, go to the movies by myself or go out for dinner again by myself or because those are things I would never, ever do. And doing this trip has kind of forced me to do that. It's forced me, all right, well, I'm by myself. I'm in a different state. If, if I want to eat, I've got to go on my own. You know, you got to. Like, yeah, there's got no to, choice. Unless I want to fast, uh, which, you know, I did for 48 hours and my God, it was hard. Or um, Uber Eats. Yeah, or Uber Eats. Yeah, what an opportunity to gain clarity on what, you know, we really want. 100%, mate. I think that's a, a really good place to end it. I'm sorry we're cutting it a little short today, but... I think that's a powerful place to end it. And it's nice, actually. I've actually enjoyed the old style Dawson D podcast. We haven't done this for a while. The old notes in the, the same format as I've always been. And we'll be back to our guest next week. Bold. If you are a person that enjoys the Dawson D, just the two of us experience, well, we've got some ideas for how we're going to tie everything in in the future in terms of having guests and having us and having a good balance between it. And that means if you hate listening to us and you just like guests and you get that and vice versa, best of both worlds. But... Can, yeah, I, can, I just, can I just quickly jump in? Oh, I hope he is listening to this, Paulie, because Paul, I know you felt terrible, mate. Uh, because, oh, can I quickly share the story? Yeah, share it. it. It is very funny. So, really close family friends, the Healy's, Trace and Paul, love you guys, and and their three daughters, Christy, Haley, and Alana. So uh, they're all listeners of the podcast. Well, at least I think so, and that's what they tell me. But I know Paulie definitely is. So I ran into Alana, the youngest daughter, out one night. A couple of days before I ran into her, my mum actually told me, my mum actually said, oh, she, she caught up with Trace and Paul. And Paul was saying, oh, he hasn't listened to any of the interview episodes yet. And he hasn't caught up on them. And, but he, he also said, I, I, I love the boys on their own. Like they're really good on their own, but I haven't, caught, I haven't had the time to listen to any of the interviews. So I'm looking forward to, you know, comparing him and hearing him interview people. A couple of days later, I run into Alana at a, at a bar, God's Kitchen in Mornington. And we've had a few drinks and, and the way I worded it to Alana, as a joke, I said, oh, well, I've heard your, your old man doesn't like the, the, our interview episodes. Mind you, he hasn't heard any. So, he, you know, and, yeah. and she was giggling. And I was like, oh, we might have to start doing Paul's, own, uh, you know, Paul's very own show just with Dossard D every week. And we had a laugh. Well, she took that out of context, didn't she? Because that very next day, she went home, told Paul, she said, oh, well, Dot, Wade said, uh, you don't like the interviews, Dad. What's the go there? And then Paul's been trying to ring me that whole next day, Doss is hung over, doesn't want to talk to anyone. I'm so hung over. So he's rang me once. I thought, oh, sorry, Paul, but I'm really, I'm not going to answer it. Not right rang, now. He's rung again. Rang again that night. I thought, oh, bloody hell. And then he rang my mum. <laughs> mum comes into my room, gives me the phone. He goes, wait, Paul, he's on the phone. I get on the, and he, he felt terrible. He, th- he thought we were offended by what he, Paulie, 
we just want to say we love you, mate, and we didn't take offence to that at all. It was it was all a laugh, and Alani Alana took that out of context. So well, we we always appreciate the sport. Uh, the sport. We always yeah, we, we do love sport. appreciate the support. So we want to thank uh, Paul and, and everybody. But yeah, mate, I've got to go to recovery. So thank Good you luck. for your time. I've enjoyed this, and too, uh, I look forward to the next one, mate. But on that note, I uh, I think it's last day. What do you reckon? That's us, mate. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there, and we'll uh, we'll speak soon. See you, mate. See you, mate.